The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quickets, your Friday, April 30th edition. Got a 14-game slate on tap for you. Hope everybody had a good Thursday. Two very, very weird slates, as we talked about. Uh, they're fun, but they were weird, so hopefully you guys survived, advanced, didn't go too crazy. It was a wild one, and enjoyed the NFL draft and all the other good stuff that's going around around baseball and everywhere else. Hope every hope your uh, football teams got the players you wanted because it was uh, stuck to the script for a while and they got a little dicey in the first round. So lots of fun in that regards. Baseball wise, the usual the Cubbies went went off instead of the Braves tonight, so that was fun. Um, Rockies D backs runs galore as we talked about. Uh, Gibson was good, Perez was good, Bauer was okay, but not for his price tag. So it was a, a wild main slate. You know, you didn't expect anything less, right? We talked about how crazy it was. There you have it. We have 14 games on Monday. Before you do that, go check me out on Twitter at BDNTrick. I'm always around to hopefully answer your questions. If not, hit up the Fantasy DJ Slack chat. It is free. Just give me your email. We'll get you put right in there for all that good stuff. Also, if you could give a rating and review to MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes, we'd truly appreciate it. It would help me out quite a bit. And if you'd rather watch the podcast instead of listen to the podcast, um, go to Rotoballer's YouTube channel, subscribe there, like, share, all the goodies, and you will enjoy all of that stuff. All right, let's get to the totals on this 14-game slate. We have Tigers-Yankees, 7.5. Mets-Phillies, 8.5. Cubs-Reds, 8.5. Astros-Rays, 8. Red Sox-Rangers, 8.5. Indians-White Sox, 7. Royals-Twins, 8. Orioles-A's, 8. Rockies-D-backs, 8.5. Angels-Mariners, 8. Giants-Padres, 7. Missing a couple, especially one of the big ones. We're going to want to target a lot of offense in, so we'll see how that one goes, but let's get at it. Pitching on this 14-game slate. Got a few aces to talk about. We got two of them for sure. Shane Bieber at 10-7 at the Chicago White Sox and Garrett Cole 10-5 at home against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, both phenomenal plays, both averaging over 30 DK points per start. Bieber's just been on a whole other wavelength. Nine or more Ks in every start. Before nine in his last start, it was 11 or more in every start. He's given up uh, two run runs or less in four or five starts. He's gone at least seven innings and in three straight starts, at least six innings in every start. Brings a floor of probably 25 into the action. Chicago White Sox are a good offense, so we're not going to pretend that it's it's a cakewalk, but they're striking out about 21.5% of the time versus right into pitching. 
lots of experience with Bieber. Bieber's still a great play, but for me, I'll save 200 bucks. I'll go to Garrett Cole, who's at home against the Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers team coming off a double hitter against the Chicago White Sox and traveling to New York to face Garrett Cole. Cole's got only six innings and four straight starts. Two runs or less in every start this season. Eight Ks or more in every start this season. Ten or more in three of five. Another guy with 25-point floor with massive upside facing this Tigers team, which Thursday stats are not on fan graphs yet. But going into Thursday, striking out 27% of the timers, right-handed pitching with a 215 average and an 89 WRC+. plus. So Garrett Cole, as you'd expect, phenomenal play tonight. No problem at all going to Cole over Bieber. Bieber's a great play, but Cole at 10-5, I'll use that to split the difference. Now, if you want to be really different and you want to fade Cole and you want to fade Bieber for $9,500 for $1,000 cheaper than Cole and $1,200 cheaper than Bieber, you Darvish, who I – the way I feel it should be in the 10K range also. At home against the San Francisco Giants, a Giants team we prefer to pick lefties at than righties and also don't prefer to take on aces. Uh, he, he faced the Giants back on April 6th, six innings, one earned, seven Ks for 23 points. He only threw 89 pitches that night. He's been up to 95, 96, 98 his last three starts. So he's pretty stretched out. He's got seven innings in each of the last three starts. He's only given up one run in each of the last starts. He has given up a home in three straight starts. He has eight or more Ks in three straight starts. He has been absolutely outstanding. Another that brings 25-point floor acting into this slate. So you got Beamer, you got Cole, and you got Darvish. To me, all bringing 25-point floor access. We know the ceilings can be tremendous, but like when you really, really want to break it all down, they're all in great matchups. You have Darvish in Petco Park, which is great, against a Giants offense that you can definitely target striking out almost 28% versus right-handed pitching hitting 222 with an 89 WRC+. plus, The Giants are basically the Detroit Tigers when it comes to just the peripheral stats against right-handed pitching. So give me the give me Darvish at 95 for the savings off of potentially a Chalky or Cole or Bieber. We'll see how the, that, that plays out. But uh, like if I'm building a cash lineup, the idea of a Cole-Darvish uh, cash start is outstanding. If I want just one of these three, I can take the savings with Darvish in a heartbeat. I think Darvish has a tremendous – they all have GPP upside as well. So on board with all of those on this slate. Uh, if you want to be a little different, John Means is 8800 bucks at the Oakland Athletics. Uh, it is an Oakland team that, that – it's offense has been pretty quiet, striking out 24% of the time versus lefties with Josh Shane McClanahan on Thursday morning, uh, wheeling and dealing with the just 100-mile-hour fastballs, 93-mile-hour sliders. is absolutely filthy against Oakland. He, it worked for a, a couple times through the order, but then they eventually got to him in the Rays bullpen, but still striking out about 24% of the time versus lefties. But they have they have some power, 114 WRC+, plus, so it's not a gimme with Means. Means has been good, but it's, it's not a locked-in, let's-go-get-em Tiger type stuff. You got Freddie Peralta's on the bump at 87 versus the Dodgers, a Dodgers team that got shut down by Eric Lauer, of all people. Uh, Peralta's outstanding, big, big-time strikeout stuff. Uh, a Dodgers team that strikes out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Um, I respect the power of the Dodgers. If you want to use Peralta in a tournament, sure. Not running to target the Dodgers, especially on a 14-game slate where you can find plenty of other avenues. Like if you're 20 maxing or more, then yeah, you, you'll make a point to get some Peralta. But if you're three maxing or less, I don't think Peralta is a must, to be to be honest with you. Um, if you go down farther, though, like McCullers is interesting, but you just don't know how long he's going to go. I like Stroman a bit, but it's in Philly. And Stroman, you know, as much as I like him, the strikeouts still aren't there yet this year. So if if we're not getting the strikeouts, he's got to be like near perfect, and that's that can be tricky against Philadelphia. So Stroman's a tough one for me. 
I will look at Nate Eovaldi at 8200 bucks against the Texas Rangers. This is a guy, five or more Indians in every start this year. He's given up four earned and back-to-back starts. But what he does do is more often than not gets you good strikeouts, which helps you in a big, big way. And one way you can get good strikeouts is facing the Texas Rangers, who strike out over 31% of the time versus right-handed pitching. I did not stutter with that. Over 31% of the time. A 238 average against 150 ISO, 104 WRC plus. So he still has some pop against righties. There's no no sugarcoating that, but a bunch of strikeouts. So that's why when you look at that range of Peralta and company, I'll take the savings to $8,200 for Ivaldi and what is on paper a better matchup and go that route if, if I have to. Uh, going down farther, though, Pablo Lopez at $7,800 at the Washington Nationals is very, very intriguing to me. Pablo's been great. Six innings or more in three or four starts this year. One run runner or two and runs are less than three or four starts this year. In those three or four starts, he's got 20 or more DK points. He has six or more K's in every start this year. He looks really, really good. And so Washington Nationals offense is just really has not been clicking outside of playing in Coors South and Dunedin, Florida. They're striking out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 72 WRC plus. And that is factoring in those games in Dunedin, Florida. So like even before that, it was even worse. I think Pablo Lopez is a phenomenal GPP play uh, at $7,800 with a little bit of cash appeal. A little bit of cash appeal. Very, very good GPP play. You got Michael Pinata at $7,600 coming off a rough one against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Prepare that against Boston, Seattle, and Milwaukee. Looked absolutely outstanding. Now you get to Kansas City Royals offense that really doesn't like blow you away. That they they're explosive from time to time, but you're not like scared, scared of them. Striking out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. 233 average, 176 ISO, a 159 ISO, and a 101 WRC plus. So pretty much like an average power offense versus right-handed pitching with a decent amount of strikeouts. So Pineda at 76 ain't bad. I prefer Pablo Lopez with Pineda. I can see the appeal in that one as well. A few others to look at. Again, 14 games slate. Got 28 pitchers to mix and match from, but there's not too many more I'm going to. One that I'm going to, and if you're a regular listener of the show, you're going to think I'm drinking or something. I know I am not. Completely coherent here. Andrew Heaney, $6,800 at the Seattle Mariners. Yes, Andrew Heaney. Been outstanding his last three starts. Uh, six or more innings and two or three, five and a third in all three. In those 17 and a third innings over the last three starts, only three earned runs allowed, zero home runs allowed. He has six or more Ks in each start. He actually has, if you guys want to make it, 25 Ks in 17 and two-thirds innings while only walking five over that stretch. He has been absolutely outstanding. He's got over 30 DK points in two of three starts. He's been very, very good. And now he gets a Seattle Mariners offense striking out probably over after, after Thursday over 29% of the time versus left-handed pitching with a buck 95 average and a 91 WRC plus. Heaney at 6,800 bucks. I'm on board with because the thing with Heaney that I, I, I he's a roller coaster ride. And he's also usually priced too high for me. Like you know against Houston at 65, Minnesota 68. Well, those are two good offenses versus lefties. I'm like no. Toronto, he was 73. Chicago, he was 76. I stayed away. 68 versus Seattle, I'm in. I'm in for two reasons. It's Seattle, the price is right, and there's really other, no other good value on this slate. So Heaney at 68 is my punt option today. So you got Bieber, Cole, Darvish up top. I'm going to take the savings with Darvish. I think they all have similar floors with great upside. Um, I have no problem if you want to use any of the three, if you want to play the ownership game, whatever you prefer. But I am a fan of uh, Darvish at 95 against the Giants. John Means has a little bit of GPP appeal, so does Freddie Peralta. I get both of those. If you want to be different, you can play that route. Um, I'll save some cash, go to Nate Eovaldi. And more importantly, I would really like Pablo Lopez 
at 7,800, sprinkling in some pinata at 76, and then Andrew Heaney at 68 kind of rounds out the starting pitching realm for me on your Friday 14-game slate. All right, let's go to the bats on this 14-game slate. And you'd expect it to be loaded, and it will be, so check the lineups. This is where being in the chat helps out when lineups come out and certain things stand out. We talk, we mix, we match. Sometimes we had pitchers we like, sometimes we had bats we like, so on and so forth. So uh, we'll start with the catcher's position in this one. You got the likes of uh, Garver at two homers the other day. I'm not sure I'm paying 5200 for Garver, but you never know what that streaky, streaky guy. So keep an eye on him. But we'll save some cash on this big, big slate. Uh, you got Carson Kelly at the day off on Thursdays, 45 versus John Gray. He's intriguing the way he's just smacking everything right now. Uh, Omar Narvaez at 41 for Milwaukee. It looks like a bullpen day for the Dodgers. So Narvaez hit in the middle of that order at 41. Does have some appeal in his matchup. Higashioka, uh, Higashioka at $3,800 for Scooble. I, I don't mind that. It's a nice price point. Austin Knoll is back for the Dodgers. He's 3600 as another value play for you. Uh, Luis Torrens, if you're not using Heaney, Torrens is 34. He's in play. Vic Caratini, if Nola's not in, he's 33 versus Webb. Uh, as another value, potential value for you. And other than that, like Kurt Suzuki's 32. He's been somewhat productive, uh, filling in quite a bit with the with Max Stasi being injured. And there's Max Stasi there. He might actually be returning pretty soon, so that's something to keep in mind. He'd be 2,700 if he cracks the lineup. So, and then Dalton Varsho's 23. Pinch hit on Thursday, got a double. But I'm not running to play unless you like super super need to punt for 2,300 bucks. First base position now it gets fun because one of the totals we did not have was Atlanta at Toronto, Dunedin, Florida, Coors Field South. Drew Smiley versus Robbie Ray, Vladito versus Drew Smiley in Coors South. 5,700 bucks, really great price point, really really good. Don't mind Freeman even against Ray at 55. That matchup's one we want to stack up to the gills. So have fun in that one. I prefer Vladdy over Freeman in this matchup, but both really, really solid looks for each other. Um, going down below 5K, they're like, Sho- Shohei's up to 49, folks. It's finally happened. That sucks, but I get it. I got Jesus Aguilar at 47. DK says Lester right now. I am seeing Joe Ross everywhere, but keep in mind, it could be Lester. If it's Lester, it makes Aguilar even more appealing at 47. Both not bad plays against Lester or Ross, but against Lester, much, much more appealing. Yeah, Guriel versus the lefty Yarbrough at 45. We love our Guriel versus the lefties, but CJ Cron at 42 versus Mad Bum. Mad Bum coming off a seven inning no hitter. Let's get back to reality, Mad Bum. CJ Cron at 42 versus the lefty. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, Jared Walsh at 4K versus Flexen becoming much more affordable. While Shohei goes one way, Walsh goes the other. So looking at some Jared Walsh at 4K, jumping on board there. Nate Lowe, if you're not using Evaldi, Lowe at 39 is a really good value. He's been sitting in that 4K, low 4K range for quite a bit. Getting a little discount at 39 versus Evaldi. Strong value play in that regard. A few other cheapies to keep an eye on before seeing more lineups. Like Austin Meadows has first base eligibility now. He's first base outfield for Tampa, which is interesting. It is Lance McCullers. McCullers has been getting hit a lot, plus that Astros bullpen. So if you want to be contrarian, Meadows at 34 is a tournament tournament option for you. Um. Other than that, like Miggy Cabrera's 31. I do like Albert Pujols at 31. I've been talking about him on some other shows recently, but he's really starting to put it together. He's hitting four, five, six, eight of his last 10 games. He has double-digit points in six of his last 10 games. He has four home runs over his last 10 games. The old man is getting sneaky, 
He's thirty one hundred bucks for Chris Flexen, who's someone you don't get too afraid of. So pool house at thirty one is a very very nice play. Almost has some cash appeal with definite GPP upside, especially if you're stacking uh, the Angels. But even almost as a one off, I don't hate the value he brings to the table. Then Alex Kirilov is first base outfit eligible at twenty five. He's hit safely now in three straight games. Even in all those games he didn't hit overall since he's been called up, 15% barrel rate, 60% hard hit rate. So he's hitting everything hard, hopefully still hitting in the middle of the order. He hit ninth on Wednesday, but before that was fourth and fifth everywhere. So if you get Kirilov at 2,500 in first base outfield, very nice savings to get those big boy bats. So keep that in mind. Second base position, you got Simeon against Smiley at 53. Hard not to just love that situation. Whit Merrifield's always sneaky nice. Don't mind Albies versus a lefty because you know what? Albies is a switch hitter. He's 5K versus Robbie Ray, and he's just been on fire so far this season. Uh, I believe he got double-digit points again on Thursday. Had to make four straight games for Ozzy Albies. So look into that one. Uh, Jed Lowry switch hitting versus Means. Not bad. But uh, Nick Solak at 46 like that, especially if you're stacking up. Um uh, Texas, but Garrett Hampson at 43, nice value versus Bumgarner. You get Hanson, you got Crone. Uh, you get some decent values against Bumgarner. I'm going to go back to that well coming off that 17 beauty. He's got a couple of good starts here in a row, but uh, we'll see if uh, Colorado can get back on the on the good wagon with that one. Escobar's at 42. Farther down, though, Brandon Lau went deep on Thursday's 39 versus McCullers. So the, the Rays, very, very streaky offense, more cold than hot these days. They are very affordable versus McCullers, who's been more cold than hot as well. So could be an interesting contrarian angle in that one. Uh, Ty France at 39 versus Heaney. If you're not using Heaney, that's a phenomenal look. Uh, Cronenworth at 38 versus Webb. Cronenworth had a pinch at Homer on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, don't mind Cronenworth at all at 38 if you're not using Webb, which I don't think we are. I respect the Padres enough, but Webb did throw a gem his last time out. So keep that in mind. He's more of a control guy. If he's not walking a bunch of guys, he's okay. If he starts walking guys, we're in trouble. Um, going down farther, though, at the second base position, Gavin Lux at 33, uh, Nico Horner at 32. They moved him down the order the last couple games, but even on Thursday, a couple knocks, a couple runs scored, uh, stole a bag. He had a very productive game. He's super good. They need to move him back to the top of the order. It's, it's ridiculous. He's not. He's 3,200 uh, and in play for you. David Boat, if he's in at 31. Give you a word. Look, John Birdie, if it is Lester on the mound at 31, Birdie's second base, third base. Pretty solid value there. He's been starting every day with the injuries the Marlins have had. Putting up some nice runs, 6, 19, 2, 4, 16. He's got a, a couple homers, stolen some bags, of course. So birdie at 31, not too shabby as, a, as an ultimate punt type play. David Fletcher's at 31 if you're looking to get weird as well. Other than that, like Nick Madrigal, it's Bieber, though, so I'm not running to play that one. Pat Vileka's playing pretty much every day for Baltimore. He's second base shortstop at 25. If you need a mega punt, you can go to Pat Vileka. I'm not in love with Pat Vileka, but we saw at times last year when he was cheap, he was quite productive. He's playing every day. Something to keep in mind at $2,500. Third base position, you got J-Ram at 54 versus Keiko. I, I, I hate fading Keiko because he limits the hard contact, but if you're doing it, go all in, and that requires J-Ram at 54. Rafael Devers had a, a big RBI double on uh, Thursday. He's 53 versus Arihara, who we've seen get hit around lately because I've been preaching it. He's a pitch-to-contact guy. We target pitch-to-contacts, guys. The reason we, we target strikeout pitchers when we want pitchers for DFS, we pit, we target pitch-to-contact pitchers with our bats because we want the ball in play. It's very simple stuff here. But, um, yeah, Arihara, Boston, really good look at 5,300. Uh, Donaldson's kind of heating up. He's 52 for stacking Minnesota. Go for it. I won't one-off that, though. That's for sure. Uh, Chris Bryant at 48. Don't hate that. 
Matt Chapman had a big Thursday. He's 47 versus Means. Um, farther down, though, Mustakas is back. He's 44 versus Arietta. Yeah, Escobar at 42. Nice price on Joey Wendell at 42. Not too shabby. If you're fading Marcus Stroman, Baum at 41 is not bad. He's been slowly getting it going. Austin Riley's up to $4,000, but I do love me some Austin Riley, especially against Robbie Ray, especially in Dunedin, Florida. So Austin Riley at 4K is a very nice value as well. A few others to take a peek at on the third base position. You got uh, Gio Yershilla is down to 3,600. Don't hate that at all versus the Greek Scooble and then probably some bad Detroit bullpen. So Urshilla at 36 in the middle of that Yankees order is in play. Other than that, Hunter Dozier's at 32 versus Pinata. Third base outfield, I really believe he's going to get it going. He's only hitting a buck 43 his last uh, 10 games. He's still averaging six points in his last 10 games. You know, triple, two homers. He's still on bases. He's slowly getting it going. He's hit safely in three of his last four. I'm a big Hunter Dozier fan at 3200 bucks as a valued tournament-type play more often than not most evenings. So he, he checks the box again on this big Friday of action. And that pretty much does it at third base, barring some interesting lineup decisions. Shortstop, you know, you got Tatis. Bichette is a phenomenal play at 57. He went deep on Wednesday. Another great look against Smiley at 57. Like, I don't see Smiley being long for this game. I really don't. So Bichette at 57 is great. Uh, you got Bogarts. Trey Turner at 54, not bad. I do like Pablo Lopez quite a bit, though. So I'm not as in love with Trey as I've been before, but not a bad look. Uh, going down farther, though, like Trevor Story versus a lefty, we always like, especially in Coors, but it's not Coors, but still. First Madbum at 5K Story, he's got good history versus Madbum in all those Giants years. He's 5,000. Glaber Torres at 42, had a big um, big game tying, I believe. Um, ground roll double, RBI ground roll double on Thursday. So Torres at 42 versus Scooble is uh, in play. Uh, Willie Castro, it's, it's Garrett Cole, though. I'd rather pass. Damsey Swanson at 37 is a nice value for a Coors Field-type atmosphere. Uh, Jose Iglesias at 32, I like quite a bit. He's been swinging a very, very hot bat in 308 over his last 10 games, a couple home runs, stolen base, averaging nearly eight points per game over his last 10. So 32 for Iglesias, not a bad value with the Angels in a good matchup versus Chris Flexen. And then there's Pat Valenka again at 2,500. Heading to the outfield, the always loaded, loaded, loaded outfield. You know, you got Casty, you got Trout is a great play at 6K. Buxton coming off a five-hit game. He's 59 versus Singer. The Twins are expensive, which might get some ownership down on them. So I like that quite a bit outside of Kirilov, of course. You got Acuna's only 56. He's been over 6K like all week. Now he goes and faces Robbie Ray in Coors South, and he's 56. That's insanity. So that's interesting. Keep an eye on J.D. Martinez. He left early on Thursday with a migraine, and those suck. So keep that in mind and see how he, if he cracks the lineup or not. But Acuna at 56, definitely liking that look. Um, Jesse Winker at 51 versus Arietta. I am not believing how Arietta is doing it. It's very smoke and mirrors feel to me. So Winker at 51 has been on fire. Ozuna went deep again on Thursday. He's heating up, folks. 5K for Marcelo Ozuna. Very, very nice play in this matchup versus Robbie Ray in Dunedin, Florida. If you're fading Keiko, we talked about J-Ram. Uh, Fran Morey is at 47. He's been on fire, so you can get a chance at him in a very, very contrarian play. Eddie Rosario versus Keiko as well at 45. Springer's back. He's leading off. He's 45 versus Smiley. Like that quite a bit. Uh, Mark Canna versus Means if you need to. Dominic Smith and Conforto, both 43 respectively against Chase Anderson. The Mets, they're always tilting, but it's a really good spot there versus Chase in Philadelphia. So you can have some fun with the Mets uh, in this one. I mentioned Hampson at 43 already. 
Gritchick's only 43 versus Smiley. My God, that's a great price tag. Great GPP play. Almost has some cash appeal just for the matchup alone. So keep him in mind. Uh, you got Cedric Mullins leading off for his fires at 41. That's very cash worthy. That's in play. Rosarina's GPP worthy at 4K versus McCullers. Don't hate that. Mention Walsh already at 4K. He's uh, very intriguing as well. A few other ones as you slide on down. Pavin Smith's only 37. He keeps checking the box. He had a decent game on Thursday once again. Joey Gallo, 3600 bucks versus Ivaldi. Good tournament play. Jorge Soler is heating up. He's 35 versus Pineda. Hitting 278 over his last 10 games with six doubles and a home run. Averaging eight points per game um, for Mr. Soler. He's 35 versus Pineda. Good tournament look there. Brad Miller, third base outfields, 34 versus Stroman. Uh, you can go that direction. Mentioned Meadows early at 34. Gurriel went deep on Wednesday. He's 34 versus Smiley. That's a nice value. Justin Upton's only 33 versus Flexen. That's a nice value. So like usual, the outfield has tons and tons of value to go around. Uh, last, like a few more. Dozier talked about him at 32. Um, you can go to like an Alex Dickerson. If you want to be contrarian versus Darvish at 31. Dickerson loves hitting his righties. Guillermo Heredia is only 3100 bucks versus Robbie Ray. He's hitting very well for the Braves. He's hitting like 7th or 8th, which usually sucks, but... Overall, been very productive. They do have the DH in Toronto. That'll help Atlanta out as well. Uh, 3100 bucks could be a nice little price point for like a wraparound stack or something. Save some money. Get the big dogs on the flip side. Avisil Garcia versus uh, the bullpen game of Detroit at 3K. Good value. Uh, going below 3K now. Uh, Yadiel Hernandez of Washington. If he cracks the lineup versus Lopez, hopefully hitting towards the top of that lineup. 2900 bucks. As much as I like... Um, Pablo Lopez, that's still a great price point for Hernandez at 29. Really good value play, cash and tournament value. Uh, ben Intendi, 29 in your tournaments. Austin Hayes batting second at 29. It's a good play. He's really swinging it well. Like the Mullins-Hayes combo, it's a total of like 7K, and it's got tremendous upside hitting first and second versus Mike Fires of all people. So something to keep in mind in that one. Uh, you know, a few others. Uh, David Dahl's only 28 if you're stacking that game up. Uh, keep an eye on Tommy Pham. He's 27. Willie Calhoun probably leading off for Texas. Only 27 versus Ivaldi. That's a good play, especially cash-wise leading off. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Daza, Margot, both 26 in their matchups. Um, John, Jackie Bradley Jr. is 25. There's Kurloff at 25. And also, we talked about some of the expensive twins. Kurloff's affordable. He's first base outfield. Jake Cave's been swinging it really well over the last four or five games. He's 25 as well. So you can play both of those guys, and it helps you get some of the big dogs as well in that Twins lineup, so keep them on your radar. And the last one I'll mention, there's going to be others, but um, for Milwaukee, Tyrone Taylor's been swinging it very, very well. He's been leading off a lot, or hitting towards the top of the order. So if he's in there, he's 2K on DK against the bullpen game from the Dodgers. Um, Definitely something to look at. All righty then. Let's recap the pitching real quick. Yeah, Bieber, Cole, Darvish up top, 10-7, 10-5, 95. Give me the savings on Darvish. It's that simple. Like, they all have big-time floors, and, and I'm just going to take that savings with Darvish. They're all great plays. If you want to play any of them, I won't I won't argue it, but give me Darvish at 95. I think John Means at 88 is a good tournament play. Peralta at 87 is a good tournament play. I'll take Means over Peralta, but both very nice. More so, I just don't like targeting the Dodgers. I'm just a realist there. I know they got shut down by Lauer, but I'm just not going there. Eovaldi at 82 in a tournament I like quite a bit. Pablo Lopez at 78, it's got tournament and cash appeal. Pinata at 76, tournament and some cash appeal as well. First, that Royals offense that really doesn't scare you at all. 
And then our punt of the night, Andrew Heaney at 6800 bucks at the Seattle Mariners. I'm going to play right into a train wreck because I never play him, and he's been so good lately. So I'll jump on the train, and it won't end so well. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, that wraps it up, folks. 14 games in the book. Quick in, out, all the fun. Hope everybody had a great Thursday. Enjoyed the draft. Getting ready for this Friday 14-game slate. Check me out on Twitter, at BDNTrick. All the goodies there. Um, go to thefantasydegens.com for a bunch of awesome DFS season-long betting content throughout many sports. And then come check out the Fantasy Degens Slack chat. Just uh, ask me to get in there. Just get in your email address. If you have a rate and review on iTunes of MLB DFS Quick Hits, so if you're a season-long fantasy player, bench with Bubba. Would really appreciate it. It would help me out a lot. And also, if you want to watch this wonderful podcast, go to Rotoballer's YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, share, all the good stuff there. Hope everybody has a great weekend. I'll be back with you on Monday. But for now, MLB DFS Quick Hits here Friday, April 30th edition in the books. I'm out. Yeah.